0: Welcome to Coffee with Craft. Welcome back to the Coffee with Craft podcast. I'm your host, Craft. You know, it's still... I, I do this every episode and I just I feel odd every time I do it. I say, I'm your host, Craft, and I just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, who is this 23-year-old idiot on a microphone right now? Yeah. Um, but I'm joined today with a friend of mine. I've known him since week one of my college career. His name is Nolan Miller. Nolan, how hey, you doing, man?
1: I'm good. Yeah. I made it here, safe and sound. I'm You're good. from Indiana. I am from Indiana. Indianapolis the, area. The
0: Indianapolis So not like the boonies
1: of Indiana. No, where... like the sub, like, I live like in a suburb of Indianapolis. Okay. Nice. I, I'm mostly in Indianapolis. The
0: nicer though. part of Indiana. Yeah, yeah. You I, know? Uh,
1: the only part I'm able to really stay in, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Nolan, uh, I've known you for a while, but I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast who don't know you. Uh, can you just explain a little bit about yourself, what you do, what your lifestyle is, your passion, all that fun
1: stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, first, I'd be offended if somebody didn't know me. You'd be super like if, offended. Yeah, I feel like I feel like most people do by now. I'm assuming uh, that's just a joke. <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: I just started my own Facebook page. Like, this is weird if you think most people know you, because I thought most people knew me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have a unique story. Um, I, I went four years, I just graduated from Cincinnati Christian University two years yeah. ago now. Wow. Two years. Um, time flies. Yeah. time flies for sure. Uh, but I, yeah, I had a psychology degree from there, but I'm not using it at all right now. Well, that's okay. Uh, I didn't really plan on using it that much. Guy uh, also I do stand up comedy in Indianapolis. And, you do stand up comedy in Indianapolis. Yeah, I also I started in Cincinnati when I was a student at CCU. Okay. Probably the only reason I even do stand up is probably because I was a student at CCU. Yeah, because so, you
0: used to do stand up at the open mic nights. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I remember like this. I very, didn't want to when they asked me to. This yeah. very vivid memory of someone making you get on stage to do stand up comedy, and you did a thing about state birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought how funny that was. I was like, "Oh, that's a funny, it's a funny joke." Yeah, so.
1: that's like that was like the cleanest material I had. I had to like pull scrape things away to get to like because you're more like that edgy like oh, yeah, guy, yeah. right? Like uh, the funny thing was when I came, I came back to just visit people right after I graduated, like that next semester. And they asked me to do it again, and I had nothing to lose then because I already graduated. Oh no! So I, I, it was all clean except for like I like one, one of my last jokes, wasn't as clean, and uh, dang it, <laughs> and I, and I originally was like, I don't know, I don't care anymore. Like you said that on the stage. Also, I like told people on stage, oh by the way, I'm gay. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if you knew this, but this is not the most friendly place to be gay at. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> It was, like, half laughing, uh, half cringes.
0: Like, because there's probably, like, a sense of realism of people going, oh, man, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, because uh, I would have been in that room and went, man, Nolan just called out, like, half the population of this school.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, No, it was, it was fun, though. But, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, but well, I, uh, I started at CCU as a preaching major, which is laughable now.
0: Yeah, you were, like, a ministry major, and then you switched to psych.
1: Right after my first semester. Yeah, I are, like, call.
0: I remember that conversation. Like, yeah, you were, we were all standing on the lobby, like a group of us, and you were just talking about, yeah, I'm moving to psychology, I think it'll be better, and more of what I want to do, yeah. and little did we know that no one was just going through just mini crises throughout the entire time. <laughs> like, no one knew that it was like, oh, this guy actually needs, like, you know, some stuff he's got to figure
1: out, and, like.
0: Yeah, uh, freshman. Our freshman year CCU was not a great place to figure yourself out.
1: Oh no, because like I, I always say, like uh, I don't know if they can tell by now the audience of this podcast, but I'm not uh, what you call a Chryster anymore. A Christ-er. Uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christian boy. I, I grew up a Christian boy, and then now I'm a gay atheist comedian. So a gay all...
0: atheist. That is, sounds like. A start of a bad joke in a or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a TV pilot, <laughs> yeah, or one of those like college humor dropout shows that they're doing now,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I, I always joke, like, I identify first as comedian, then everything else is like whatever, it just happened after it just happens. After. You're it, just like, it, it, whatever, no, yeah, like, uh, but and I think I, like, I said, I would. I don't think I'd do stand up comedy at all if I didn't go to CCU, okay, because I feel like my perspective was mostly of an outsider there i felt like an outsider there even though people didn't treat me like that Mm -hmm. it's just hard you don't have the same kind of uh level of friendship and community with the people around you if you have like different beliefs as them it's just how it is
0: yeah no i get that no for sure i think yeah that's that's just tough man like because even like knowing you and knowing what you went through at ccu and like kind of us walking down, like, that whole four years of college together. Like, yeah. it always, like, not that I ever had a negative opinion of you or a negative view of you, but I always knew, like, yeah, his community's not here. Like, and yeah. then the guys that you did hang out with when they left, like, it was just like, oh, what's Nolan do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always wondered, I was like, who does he hang out with now that, like, some of those guys are gone and, like, his community shifted. And, like, yeah. I feel like you had that period of time, even senior year, where, like...
1: My senior year, I didn't hang out with that many people. Yeah. Uh junior year and sophomore year and freshman year, I like I tend to make friends with people older than me because I have two older brothers, so all my yeah. friends were usually older. So I I, had, I definitely had friends. uh Yeah, um, but then they all throughout, graduated throughout the time. But a lot of them graduated, and I, I I found some other friends, but they definitely weren't as close. Like it was definitely like me forcing myself to be in community with people, even yeah. though. Um, and I don't know, like my freshman year, I'd still, I still I I went there mainly because I had a bad mental health breakdown in my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and I went to like a psych ward for like ten days. And when I came out of it, my faith was like still there, but it was definitely shattered. Yeah, it was like just because it was like the first like big uh, suffering I experienced. I'd say I had a pretty decent life before that, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely. Basically took away my whole senior year of high school. I had to do like online classes just to graduate. Um, yeah. And I, I felt like I, I wanted to do acting in college actually and I was, I was supposed to audition to a bunch of like acting schools in like Chicago and LA and New York and I couldn't because of the, my mental health situation mm-hmm. and I had already applied before that to CCU. Because my freshman to junior year, I, wanted, I did want to be a preacher. Yeah. I was really big in my youth group and stuff, and it was, like, one of my biggest friend groups was in my church. Mm. Uh, but then my senior year, I, like, realized, oh, I'm good at acting, I'm good at all this stuff. Like, that's what I actually enjoy doing more. Yeah. And so, but, because I couldn't do it, and once, once you're out of high school, you can't really go back. Like, it's not a really easy way to get into this kind of, like acting conservatory schools, schools if you're not a high school student. So, I kind of just was, uh, I was too sick to apply anywhere else, so I kind of just, I the school I got accepted at was CCU, like, pretty early, mm-hmm. and I just kind of just went there. I was like, oh, well, this is better than being still at home, so I wanted to get away. Yeah. And uh, at that point, I was aware that my faith was not that great, and so I... I uh, ignorantly thought, well, if I if I can't find my faith at a Christian college, then I probably won't find it. Well, <laughs> which probably was the worst thing I could have thought. Like, I feel like a lot of people think that going in, like, oh, this will definitely just help my faith; it won't hinder it at all. But then, uh, it was definitely a different reality.
0: Well, I mean, I went through. I don't know if it was a questioning of faith. I wouldn't call it a questioning of faith at CCU. I went through a questioning of just like identity at CCU. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, like I seriously started wondering if I was cut out for
1: ministry, and ministry,
0: and like what I was, yeah. what I thought I was called to, and what I believed for a huge part yeah. of my, you know, high school adolescence, and as I was, you know, discerning all of that and figuring all of that out, and like part of my story that i don't talk a huge amount about really with anybody is that freshman year and sophomore year at ccu i was depressed you know like who i because one like um i did like i just didn't treat people right all the time like i was a jerk at times right people like ah, eric he's a jerk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I remember, like, some of those stories of, like, oh, man, I was I was a tool. Um, but then I also remember, like, what I was going through and, like, how I would just isolate myself yeah. from people. Like, I just hid in my room the entirety of my sophomore year. Like, I was on the second floor. I'd go to Hilltop for lunch. I'd only go to dinner at the Golden Eagle when I needed to. Like, and oh, I didn't yeah. have money to go out to eat and get Wendy's or a pizza or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i just chill in my room and play video games all day long. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I get I get how tough it is like when you're going through an experience at a university and you want it to either solidify your faith or you want it to like find friends or you want to do something there um, that's impactful, but then you're kind of going through all this other junk and no one gets it. Yeah. You know? I think that's the tough part. Like, you're I, don't, I don't
1: like pushing my problems onto other people. Yeah. Like I, uh, even like my family when they're like just trying to help. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me. Because I don't want to be like a hindrance, which I feel like a lot of people that have like depression tendencies tend to feel like they like, don't like They don't want to ask for help. They don't want to ask for help because they don't want to make other people's lives worse. Either by thinking, oh, like having the like, emotional baggage of like, oh, this person's oh, not doing Oh, well. I do
0: that all the time, man. Like yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. I can empathize with that hugely because I go, I don't want to dump my junk uh-huh. on someone else. This is my junk. I'm going to yeah. own it. And then when I try and own all of my junk, I realize I can't do it, and that's when the depressive tendencies or oh, yeah. the feeling of isolation really seeps in.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. And so um, my biggest regret though would probably be like not being as honest about my thoughts and feelings about this, like just uh, of like the things that were talked about at our school. Yeah. Earlier, because uh, my freshman sophomore year, I pretty much just like pretended. Um, which I know a lot of people saw through it, but I, I, I didn't think so. Like I was just kind of like, um, my sophomore year I was like a student ambassador or whatever. And Oh, I remember that program. Yeah, it was, it was a, <laughs> a scam. They gave you like maybe a thousand dollars a year. I got
0: turned down for that program.
1: Good. You should be happy. I should.
0: There, there are things to look back on that I didn't get at CCU that I still wanted at the time. That I'm like, now I go, oh, I'm real glad oh, no. actually it was
1: it it worked out. It wasn't. Sorry
0: if like any CCU higher ups are listening, but
1: like, I don't care. But <laughs> they, it was basically, I still it, go to
0: grad school. Don't kick me out.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it was basically like indentured servitude 2.0, but. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> Uh, we know sure. you're going into thousands of dollars
0: of debt anyway, but we'll add a thousand bucks to make you do a ton of work for us. Pretty much, um, yeah. Uh, but college students are the most underpaid staff members of the world. Oh yeah,
1: what well, they <laughs> the, what they make you think is like this is a stepping stone to being an RA, which at that time I wanted to be an RA. And uh... yeah, I remember that, like I wanted to be an RA heavily, and I
0: went, I really went for it, and I was like adamant about it, and then I didn't get it, and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I just that's when I quit a majority of the CCU things I wanted or pursued, like, I only did New Delta Sigma after I didn't get RA. I was like, I'm just just done. (laughs) That's exactly what I said.
1: Well, yeah. um, For me, it was a, like, um, I got to a point where I was basically like, you know, like that one winter retreat thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, my sophomore year, they had mostly the student ambassadors run all of it. Oh, yeah. Like, for the high school part, like... You'd like lead small groups and stuff, so, which meant that me, a closeted atheist, was running a uh, high school small group for this <laughs> retreat. Um, and the, just... <laughs> yeah, and that was the point. As a
0: youth pastor now, I'm laughing at that because I'm like, oh no, I would never, I would never want that for no, my no,
1: group. No, 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 no. The funniest part was they love me.
0: They probably, because prob- like, cause you're a great guy, Noah, and no? Like, of course no, people no, love
1: No, you. no, no, they, they love me, and I said everything I knew they wanted to hear. Like, I, I would listen to the sermon, and just be like, okay, and then you pretty much had to give a sermon of your own in the group, because nobody wanted to talk. So then these, like, parents would come up to me and be like, oh man, you seem like a really spiritually, like, strong individual, and stuff like that, and that made me feel like crap. And I was like, wow, (laughs) if I wanted to, I could do this, pretend it, and have a great career out of it. So you just, you were faking it until you make it. Uh, No, at that point I was. Well, because you're an actor, right? Yeah, because I'm an actor, I can just do it. You can play the part. I can lie without people realizing I'm lying. So it's like kind of the thing where like I... That's scary
0: having you on a podcast and you just said that.
1: (laughs) I can lie people don't realize it. (laughs) <laughs> Everything I've said to Eric up until this point is a
0: lie. It's
1: not, no. I, it's, I'm too, joking. it's too sad to not, it's too sad to not be real. <laughs> uh No, but like I, uh, at that moment though, yeah. I, I was like in the moment saying all this cr- like stuff I did not believe at all. But people mm. were looking at me like, like I was like a spiritual leader at that point. And that's the moment when I was like, oh, I I can't lie to people anymore about this. Because I'm right. put into other situations like this where I can thrive just because I'm, like, charismatic. And that's it, though. Like, I don't have, like, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so that's, after, that was, like, my, well, after my first semester of my junior year, I just, like, first day in the dorms, my RA was like, oh, you, you want to say anything about yourself in front of all the other students in our dorm. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't believe any of this," <laughs> and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because then, like, I definitely didn't get out that of was junior year for you. Yeah, junior year. Uh, I'm glad I did because otherwise, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. People wouldn't really know me. They would just for know who you were. They for would just who I know. Was. Yeah, they just the know the
0: facade that you were putting on. I hey. think that I didn't interact with you a whole lot your junior year or our junior year. Yeah, yeah, I moved off campus to a senior house. Yeah. And I really only hung out with the people I lived with. Because they were all my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I lived with, like, Jordan and Andy and Zach and Blake and Jason. Yeah. And, like, I really just hung out with those guys. Yeah. You know? I didn't... (laughs) Oh, yeah. I never went on campus because at that point, like, why go on campus? Like, I went on campus for coffee and for class. That was it. I would never (laughs) do anything else. Oh, yeah. Um... Cause right, it was yeah. Junior year was rough for us anyway.
1: Oh yeah, it was just a bad year. It was a bad
0: year for the university as a whole. Yeah. Um, dark so days. So when you came out atheist, <laughs> which sounds weird, like when you when you walked out of the closet as an atheist. Yeah. Um, how did people first interact with you?
1: Uh, a lot of people were surprised. Okay. Um, mainly because like, even though I I like even most a lot of my sophomore year i didn't really believe in it i would probably say i was agnostic i would still say i'm still just agnostic uh just kind of it's not really a part of my life at all and i don't really think about it that much okay. so i would say which kind of puts it more in that of like uh also just atheist this yeah. is a bad connotation with it it comes it comes uh, with the negative stigma but like i get i think
0: i get what you mean by it when you say that is like you just don't think there's a god
1: yeah, or, like, I don't think it is, but I, I don't know for sure, and it's just not really a thing I think about that much anymore. It's not uh, something you care about. I thought about it a lot when I was at CCU, because I was always around it, and it, it kind of was forced me to think about it, at least. Yeah, to deal with, at least, yeah, religious yeah.
0: concepts, or the idea, yeah. or, I guess for you, religious theory, and things of those nature, and, yeah, like, yeah. ponder, and...
1: Which actually made a lot of, like, my, like, at first I was worried that my professor, like, I, I wouldn't be honest with my professors, too. I didn't want to lie to anyone, so I'd just tell people. I'd usually go at the end of the class with my professor, my junior and senior year, and just be like, "Hey, just so you know, I don't believe any of the Christian stuff." So, like, just I don't want to be a liar. You know? Yeah. So just like
0: I think most of them probably earned like got respect for you. Oh no, no,
1: and I would ask questions that none of the other students would ask, and it wasn't just to be like angsty. It was generally I wanted to learn from my own perspective. Right and so i would just ask questions that would probably never be asked otherwise and i'm and i think that actually helped their education as well yeah with other classmates
0: no for sure like we need differing perspectives in the conversation always yeah like the more different perspectives we can have brought to the table the better we will always be for it
1: uh-huh, yeah. uh huh yeah definitely had a few rough goes in classes discussion based classes with other classmates i'm not going to name oh uh,
0: i I get it, man. Like, I get it. <laughs>
1: like, um, I knew mainly because I think they cared more about the conversation than I actually ever did. But I was just, like, in the moment wanting to talk about what we were talking about. But, yeah. they, but like, it, there's more emotion. People people, in a lot of the conversations we were having about theology and stuff like that. Are more I think, emotionally vested in it because they believe in it. So it's like... Well,
0: and I think that's the mark of a... Like, this might get me into some trouble with some people. So preface that I'm a 23-year-old idiot and I'm still learning a lot before I make this comment. But I think when in terms of spiritual and personal maturity... Yeah. Like, your emotional response to something when it comes to a differing opinion shows that. Like shows your immaturity, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like because I, as a person, and even as a Jesus follower, I don't believe that I am called to res- to react. And I think a lot of people, especially within biblical classes, will do a reaction to what someone says. Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. someone says something, they will go, "Well, I don't agree with that." Yeah, that yeah, goes yeah, yeah. against what Pastor So and So said for the past twenty years of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, as opposed to listening, thinking, and responding. I think we as individuals need to get better at responding to one another than reacting to one another. Yeah. Because reacting is me going, well, you're an idiot because you don't understand, you know, but responding is going, (laughs) (laughs) but responding and actually thinking through it is going, no, it's an interesting point, but what about this? Yeah. You know, and not attacking you. Like, I Uh wonder, like, did you ever feel like you were the enemy? At CCU? In Bible college classes? Uh, Or do you feel like people made you an enemy in those conversations? Um, This wasn't a question I planned on asking you. No, no, it's
1: a good question. I I don't think I ever felt personally attacked. Um, I definitely, at times, heard generalizations thrown about people, like non-believers, that would make me, like, just more, like, make me kind of laugh. I'd be like, oh, well, that's not... But I never felt like, oh, they're saying, like, oh, like... They would like ask certain questions or say certain things just because I was there and they knew I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like my junior year, I had an apologetics class with uh, Brett. Wait, Siebold. were you in my
0: apologetics class?
1: I think I was. Yeah,
0: with Brett Seabolt because I was in there with Alexander Scott and Alec Dalton.
1: No, um, oh no, because I had. Uh, Jonathan Marvin in my class. and
0: Oh, John Marvin wasn't in my class. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would have loved John Marvin in my class. Oh, no.
1: Me and John... Just imagine me and John Marvin in the same class.
0: <laughs> For those he, of you who don't know who John Marvin is, he's a fantastic dude, and I hope he listens to this podcast and loves the shout-out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, just so we were both, like... We both like to... Uh, not really intentionally antagonize, but we like to play devil's advocate a lot. Yeah,
0: because so you guys we, were... Because I don't... I don't I'm not going to speak on John's spiritual life and walk because I don't know it, but I know John as a person and he is very much the, he's the guy who's going to ask the question that's going to take everybody off.
1: Yeah, yeah. And not care what the response no, is. No, no, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just going to go,
0: whatever. And then he's going to go, love you, man, and give you a hug right afterwards. Yeah, he's an
1: like English major. Yeah, he does. He's, he's super caring.
0: Yeah, yeah, But yeah, also yeah, yeah. super critical.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love talking to yeah, We were really good friends in college because I loved talking to him about stuff like that. Uh, but yeah so i never really felt attacked um there there were times when i felt like in that apologetics class i didn't tell everyone uh, brett siebel knew it from from day one i didn't believe any of it but besides that nobody else knew i I didn't like i didn't tell i mean i think like halfway through they could get an idea and i was like asking a question after every single argument they were saying like oh what about this uh, but then... Yeah, the, I would have
0: loved to have been in that apologetics class.
1: Yeah, well then, at the last day, I was like, um... Like, I told everyone. I like, it was, it was more just like I had a... You came like, out of the closet in
0: apologetics class as an atheist.
1: At the end the last day. <laughs> on the very last day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All
0: semester long, people have been putting up with you, and then you go, Hey guys, joke's on you, I'm an atheist anyway.
1: Not really <laughs> it, that, because I think how I phrase things usually didn't sound very spiritual. Yeah. So, it was more like, oh, um... Like, even though I don't, like, I would preface, I probably don't believe any of this. I, it was still, like, a very interesting class. Yeah. Um, it was more for Brett Siebel, just saying in front of everyone, like, I still enjoyed it being in the class and I learned a lot. and uh,
0: Yeah, because Brett Siebel's a good dude. No, yeah, I'm still, I still talk dude.
1: to him all the time, yeah. On Messenger master and stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the professors, I probably have better contact with all the professors still. The oh, students. I keep I in
0: touch with professors, man, because like they were so beneficial to my yeah. spiritual formation that I just need to, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I wouldn't be doing the things I was, I'm was i doing in life right now if I weren't for people like them.
1: So, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and I know, like, not in class, but, like, one-on-one conversations that I had with people, I felt like I definitely uh, was a... Practice run for the real world for a lot of these people, of just like talking to them, talking about someone that didn't, like yeah. a non-believer, so
0: because the majority of them don't interact with, like, I, I think mean, some of them never have. the The funny thing about Christian University is that it didn't force us to interact with people of different belief systems. Yeah. Or people who were like just disagreed. You yeah. know. Because yeah. like especially like at a Christian college, when a lot of them come from the non-denominational Church of Christ background, it's like we're not going to disagree with one another,
1: you know? Yeah. Um, Even if you, you wouldn't say it, because it's not the all the disagreements would not right. matter in the scheme of things.
0: And I think for for me, like the eye-opening experience was doing trivia night on Tuesdays for me. Um. Uh. When I left college, oh, yeah. so when I left college, I started doing trivia nights on Tuesdays, and I started hanging out with. People who didn't go to Bible college, you know, like I hung out with people who went to Wright State, went to other schools, and mm-hmm. uh, some people who don't go to college at all, and like just friends that I build in the Dayton area. And one thing I learned was like, yeah, I can't interact with you the way that maybe Bible college trains to interact. Because I feel yeah. especially in Bible college, there's there's this big push for evangelism, which you know that idea of like winning someone over to the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm all for evangelism, so like I don't want it to be said that Eric's like not gonna reach people, but I think the way we evangelize has to shift, or the way we show Jesus to people has to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you agree with that? Or no, no,
1: yeah, I would agree because like because I grew up in the church, even though I don't show Jesus to people like as in like oh. I have some reason to right. be nice to this person or, I, you know, like, no, there's no like agenda, but I grew up in the church and I, a lot of the like, uh, like values mm. I still, I still have. So yeah. like, so like, it's you know, like
0: you're definitely still a caring person for sure.
1: Yeah. And like you're um, empathetic and yeah. yeah. Uh, the more I do comedy, it's kind of gone away a little bit, but that's just really... Well, oh, I think comedy
0: away. just jags the edges <laughs> around your heart, right? Like, it just <laughs> makes you, like,
1: a cynical person. Yeah, and more it's just, like, I care more about the joke than I do about whoever <laughs> I'm joking about. Uh, I don't care if I offend this person today. Uh, not really, though, but, like... I mean, that's, like, the most funny people are the people that are like that, though, that are, like, kind of just in for the joke and that's it. Right. And, uh... But I'm not. I'm definitely not that. Uh, there's been times when I've refused to do, like, I've been asked to do, like, roast before, and I'm just not, I'm too mean. I'm not, I'm either too mean or, uh, like, I take it too, like, too much. You uh, like
0: Michael Scott it?
1: <laughs> yeah, or, no, not that, cause he's not good at roast, but, uh, uh, more just, oh, like, I, like, you take the joke too far. Yeah, I take the joke too far, or I, like, but I don't want to be mean to any of these people, because I, like, hang out with them and do and a shit with them, them and enjoy them. So it's not really fun for me. Right. And I feel like some people are like, oh, I finally get to say something bad about this person. <laughs> Thank goodness. I've been like holding this in for I've been so holding long. holding this back for so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, like, I mean, that's what I, I, the main reason I started doing comedy, like I said, was because of my junior year, I was open with a lot of people about me not believing. And so I, I, I needed another place where people didn't care at all about me not believing. Yeah. Which, like, I'd go to a lot of comedy shows just for fun, just to watch. And just kind of starting to be like, oh, people like me here not because... People accept me here not because of whatever I believe, but because, like, they think I'm funny. And that's it. And that's really all I wanted to be. And I tried that sometimes at CCU. I just wanted to, like, people like, oh, Nolan's a nice guy and he's also a funny guy. Yeah. And that's why, that's the main reason I didn't come out, like, I'm gay, and I didn't come out until after college. Yeah. Because I didn't want people also, to, I didn't want people to think, oh, the only reason this guy doesn't believe in God is because he's gay. Right. Like, a lot of people, like... But, like, you, you like, that, like... It, that didn't have a part of it they at didn't all. didn't have part of it at all. Like, that's no. just
0: too, like, maybe that's an identity thing for you, but, like, that's not, you know, like, why you don't believe in God. Like yeah, that's yeah. actually layered within years of other stuff, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and that, even, like, uh, because, I mean, when you're in the church, like, in high school for me, and when I was in the church, I didn't, uh, like, you're kind of grown up into being, like, oh, most, like, most church people are grown up to being, like, oh, it's better to be heterosexual, because that's, like, like, sometimes it says in the Bible and all this stuff. Right. And so, even if you might not actually be heterosexual in the church... You're thinking, oh, even if I, even though that was like quote unquote, like a sin I struggled with, like I'm not that, right? You, you know, you're like, so then you just don't. Like for me, I grew up in the church the whole time, so I just didn't think I'm like, like I'm definitely not attracted to women at all. But like, mm. but that just might be me being not ready to date, or something. I keep on saying things like yeah. that, and then, but all my friends were like men. And, like, I didn't have any interest in dating ever in high school. And even in college, really. I was like, to nah. and, uh, and sometimes I almost, like, fake it just to be like, well, this is, like, what normal people do. It's, like, people try to have this kind of connection. So then you do it, but you're like, I don't want to. But, yeah. you know, like, my mom's starting to ask questions. And, like... <laughs> I mean, I'm a 23 year old single
0: straight dude, and my mom asks questions. She's like, "When are you when are you gonna find a nice girl, Eric?" And I'm yeah, like, "Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know." <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh, I I didn't want that to define I'm me. I'm sure you still
0: get those questions even though you're gay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: sure your mom still asks questions. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She's like, "Well, I mean, you said you're gay, but you don't bring any guys home either to meet me, so like, what's the deal?" <laughs> right. And I'm like, "Yeah, well, like, you don't want to meet any of them." You. you know? <laughs> I don't oh like, man uh, uh
0: so hey just real quick because we're kind of getting to time here we've been talking a good good amount of time um i think the one thing i i want to ask to like walk away with this conversation yeah is how do we meet as people with differing backgrounds yeah. in the middle to not only have community but form friendships like what's it look like to, for us to interact on a very real level
1: I, I feel like genuine honesty with, like genuine honesty of who we are as people. Yeah. Without, with with the idea that we'll probably disagree at one point. Okay. And just accepting that. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times people have conversations and they get they almost like jump the shark and they have deeper conversations than you probably should have. Because they're like, you have to back up a little bit. Like, okay, before we can So talk even about, get to
0: the deep conversation, there has to be a level of trust there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there like, has to
1: be a level of trust, and there also has to be an acknowledgement of the the difference. Right. So, like, you can't really have a... Like, before I could have an argument about whether God had, like... Whether like Calvinism or, like, Arminianism or something right. like that. Like, if I had an argument like that without you knowing, I don't believe in it. It would, it changes like the it changes irony. the perspective, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like yeah, I think the one thing like I've learned interacting with more um, people outside of Christian faith in recent years is that um, people aren't closed off to faith based conversations, no. but the way we approach faith based conversations is vitally important. Oh yeah. Right? Like yeah. um one of the places I hang out and frequent often, like Everyone knows I'm a minister there. Yeah. Like everyone knows I'm an ordained minister. And I walk in and they're just like, "Eric, what's up?" But half of them aren't people who are Jesus followers. Yeah. You know? But they don't like but then they'll come up and talk to me about faith or they'll ask a question or they'll yeah. be insightful about something, but I've built relationship over time with them.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. I didn't just
0: walk in and go, "My name's Eric and I'm a minister of the
1: Lord." Wanna to come to church on Sunday? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just <laughs> fake. That's not like you like know? if I heard someone say that I'm like, Oh, you don't actually care about me. That's why this like, is like a you feel like this is something you have to do.
0: That's why, like, with the whole like Jehovah Witness or Mormon thing where they're yeah. walking around door to door, you know, doing the thing, I'm just mm-hmm. like, Man, like, do you actually care about building a relationship? Because if you did, you would realize it's okay. That have differing faith perspectives, and you would come back for dinner frequently. I would to my say, house. yeah, I would
1: say like Mormons. I feel like is different than Jehovah's Witness though, because I feel like Jehovah's Witness. I
0: so. I met Mormons. I said Jehovah's Witness Mormon. I was trying to think yeah, into a yeah. room. Well, like
1: because I feel like Mormons, even though they like are kind of like they're just supposed to do that. Like if you want to sit down with them and talk about it, they usually do.
0: Well, sometimes, but then like, eventually they'll be like, oh no, and then they'll
1: leave. Well, they'll be afraid of you, because yeah. they're like, oh, you actually want to sit down? This is not good. This is not we just want to
0: bring you into the building.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let the other guys do with that. Uh, um, yeah.
0: No, I think it's good, man. I think, uh, I think we need to have more conversations like this. Yeah. I think, uh, in all honesty, we as people get better when we're willing to sit down and talk together.
1: Like, yeah. I honestly do. I feel the same Uh, thing with, like, politics, too. Like, there's people I don't really agree with politically. Oh, I
0: disagree with so many people politically.
1: But but if I sat down with them, actually, probably, and just, like, acknowledge their humanity first, and then being, like, after that, being like, okay, well...
0: And if we're willing to take the emotional response
1: out of it... Yeah. Or the emotional reaction. Yeah. I
0: think that's better. Because I don't think emotions are bad in our responses... But I don't think we should react with our emotions,
1: Mm -hmm, because
0: when I hear something I don't like, the instant like I can't make you the enemy. No, no, no. Right, and I think that's what we do so much in this world that's divided today. Is that I've made the right or the left an enemy, or I've made the atheist the enemy, or I've made the Mormons the enemy, or I've made this person the enemy, when in actuality we're all on the same team. Yeah. You know, I firmly believe, I believe we as human beings are all on the same team. Uh-huh, yeah. That we are a team of broken, flawed people trying to figure out this life together. And so let's acknowledge that each other isn't the enemy. Oh, no. The brokenness around us is. I do yeah. I think anybody, despite what your faith walk is, despite what your political ideology is, like, can all agree that, hey, we as people are broken. Yeah, you know? and I think also I think that's a, treating
1: that's a, other people as enemy also makes people more broken. It so does. Like,
0: We're literally just hurting each other when we treat each other as the enemy. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. Nolan, I think that's good stuff, man. I want to say thank you for coming on the show. This was a really, really good conversation. No um. So yeah, thanks again. And Nolan, where can people find you at on Twitter, or Instagram, or uh, Facebook?
1: Yeah, I don't do Instagram. Kind of taking enough pictures to justify it. No. Uh, no. Are you a tweeter? I, I tweet. I'm on a tweet, tweet what's your, tweeted Twitter. What's your uh, Twitter username? Uh, it's at noldog9701. I know I need a better Twitter handle, but that's just what I have. That's awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: So, yeah, go follow Nolan on Twitter. He's a really cool dude. Uh, you should get to know him. Reach out to him if you listen to this podcast. Be like, Nolan, it was good thoughts. Um, you know what the funny thing I heard the other day? I feel like you'll appreciate this. Yeah. Uh, someone, I was hanging out with somebody, and they went, there was this tweet on Twitter, and I paused the whole conversation and went, what? There was a tweet on Twitter? No (laughs) way!
1: (laughs) You're kidding me, right? I thought thought you were getting poked on Twitter or something like (laughs) that. I thought
0: Twitter was where I posted pictures, right? Like, that's the picture platform? Like, it goes away after 10 seconds? And this was a millennial, too. Like, this wasn't, like, grandma, you know, talking to me, like, going, I saw a tweet on Twitter the other day. Like, this was somebody who was, like who should know that you don't need to clarify where you no, saw a tweet from. <laughs> you can just say, I saw a tweet. Right.
1: And I'm like, okay, we know what that is.
0: Right, but they go, I saw a tweet on Twitter. Where else do you see tweets?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but joking aside, Nolan, thanks for hanging out on the show. Go check him out on Twitter. And thank you for pulling up a chair and hanging out with us. I hope you pour yourself another cup of coffee. I hope you'll come back and pull another chair up and enjoy the conversation on the Coffee with Craft podcast will see you next time.
1: Keep it crispy.